Science, social studies, history, math, science, math, science, science. Math. 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 science technology, technology, engineering. Mathematics. This science. is what we are being told to study if we want to be successful in life. Often, art is left behind. And most likely, the last time you took an art class was in fourth or fifth grade. But we grow up creating art. If you close your eyes and think about your childhood, often you recall how you used to paint, sing, dance, build stuff. And when we look at our own children, we admire their creativity and imagination. So what happened on the way to adolescence? That we lost our artistic passion and vocation, our creative spark. For many years, I tried to understand it. One of the lessons I learned is that we live in a culture that is toxic to art. Megalomaniacs, tyrants, starving, depressive, irresponsible, selfish, crazy, out of reality, and generally, people who just want to be left alone. These are just some of the stereotypes we have about artists. With this image in mind, no wonder the average family encourages their children, if at all, to think of the arts as hobbies, as weekend funds activities, activities that are not important, activities that don't contribute to your success in life. As adults who left art behind, We come into the workplace, especially in the business sphere, and we accept the fact that art doesn't play a part in the environment. We are already shaped to think that art and business cannot go together. There are different worlds, cultures, opposites. I know how it feels. I was taught the same. I was given the same message. You cannot have art in your professional life. Art and entrepreneurship, art and business, they have nothing but nothing in common. However, I had this burning inside passion and love, deep love for the arts. So it pushed me to take an elective in art history while I was studying my bachelor in economics and web technologies. This elective opened my appetite to learn more about art. After I graduated, I started my own companies and in my day-to-day, I ran my own businesses as an entrepreneur in Israel. But slowly, In my free time, I started to build relationships with artists. Our conversations and interactions, their ideas and ways of thinking, intrigued me to research how art influences the world of business, the world of entrepreneurship and the world of innovation. In my journey, I gained many insights, and that led me to start a new venture. Nir Indy, founder of The Artian. Welcome to Mexico and welcome to El Financiero Bloomberg. Nir, tell us what is The Artian and how did you come up with this idea? The Artian, I define it as a... The Artian, a transdisciplinary training company that committed to nurturing an artistic mindset in business. A company that draws from the world of art to drive originality and foster creativity in the business sphere. This venture has given me the opportunity to travel to more than 30 different countries, to visit more than 60 different cities, often more than once. My trips and encounters with people from around the world taught me another valuable lesson. If we want to bring back art to the business fair, we need to understand art better. We need to understand its value. We need to reveal the unique connections. And mostly, we need to get to know the artists and the way they think. That's my intention for this podcast. If 
If you want to learn why art is essential to your success in business, if you wish to learn why artists are innovators of technologies, or how to prepare yourself better for a fast-changing world, then I welcome you to join me. Nir Hindi, founder of The Artian, to the first episode of The Artian Podcast. It was in October 2018, and I just finished my opening keynote at a financial technologies conference in the U.S., I was speaking about the role of art in innovation in front of a group of mainly men. They were dressed in suits and ties. They came from banking, credit card companies, and other financial institutions, precisely as you imagine them when I say financial professionals. I was heading to the speaker's room when people stopped me to share their thoughts. But there was one man, probably in his 50s, who was really honest and direct with me. Art keynote in a finance conference, he said. I thought this is a rubbish, such a waste of time. I was about to leave, he told me. Luckily for me, the guy who sat next to him and participated in the training we delivered the day before convinced him to stay. You surprised me, he continued. I saw it all in the world of finance, but your keynote revealed new avenues that I never thought of. You changed my perception on art, and I felt I must tell you this. I get this skepticism and disbelief quite often. After all, for years, we have been taught to separate art from innovation, art from business, or art from technology. These are different worlds, different languages, with different motivations, isn't it? We are going to talk a lot about art, so I thought it would be wise to discuss what art is and how I perceive it personally. And I want you to think about it for a moment. What is art for you? Painting. Dance. Movies. Theater. A sculpture. Music. Cinema. Did you think about paintings? Sculptures? Did you think about dance? Songs? Theater play? Or maybe a movie? Did you think about beauty or aesthetics? If yes, you are not alone. These are the common answers I hear when I ask what art is. I wanted to put all of us on the same page. So I went to the dictionary to check what is the definition for art. And the Merriam-Webster Dictionary says, and I quote, the conscious use of skill and creative imagination, especially in the production of aesthetic objects. We tend to focus on the latter. We think that art is the aesthetic object. The painting, the song, the book, the sculpture. But we need to start focusing on the former part. And I quote again, the use of skill and creative imagination. What we see on the wall or holding in our hands, this aesthetic object is just a representation of a thinking process. And this is what I discovered in my journey. I discovered that art is not an object. Art is a mindset. It is a way of thinking, a form of operating in the world. I want to offer a metaphor that might explain artistic object and artistic mindset. I want you to think about a tree. When we look at a tree, we might be impressed by its beauty, its height, its color, its leaves and branches. We look at the external attributes of the tree. But every tree has roots, roots that go deep into the ground and support its needs, that keep it alive and infuse life into it. These roots we don't see, 
Often, we don't think about them or take them into consideration. The roots make the branches and leaves possible, not the other way around. This is how I see art. The roots are the mindset. The leaves and branches are the aesthetic objects. If you think this metaphor sounds deep or maybe taken from some Eastern philosophy and doesn't have any connection to business, I want you to think about innovation. All the innovation tools are known. And many companies are using them and trying. They are really trying to achieve breakthroughs. But still, many are struggling. If all the tools are known, how come companies are still struggling? I want to offer you a question to think about. Maybe, just maybe, it is not about the tools only. This is why I decided to start this podcast. I want to reveal to you this artistic mindset, this unique mentality. I want to share with the world what I have learned from artists. I want to give artists a space to share their thoughts about innovation, technology, or just our culture. I'm hoping that together, you, our listeners, our speakers, and myself can bring back art into business. How exactly? That is what you will learn from our guests. During our podcast, we will interview artists, entrepreneurs, or business professionals that all have one thing in common, relationship to art. Whether they practice art, inspired by art, whether they're working with art or trained with art, art is there, influencing their day-to-day, the way they think and operate. We will hear what the role of art is. The most important experiences I have had had to do with art. Like those things that have impacted me in a way that would make me want to do something about things have had to do with art. So I think art has that capacity of like um, hitting you somewhere. And we will discuss what the role of the artist is. The role of artist is first of all to ask questions and to raise awareness and to make people think. And you will get ideas what you can do in order to develop this artistic mindset. My most important tool is the world. In Hebrew, it's called Tzarich. And for me, the most important remark I can put on text when I get it, uh, my first reaction is, do you need it? So when you underline a sentence and you ask the student, do you need it? And then something changed. That you understand that not everything that you write down, you really need it. And you start to understand why you need certain things and why you don't need certain things. We need to realize that this art mindset also involves unique ideas, techniques, methods, skills, artistic know-how that artists have. All of this aspect of the arts could be used to define and create new and original models in the business world. However, it also requires that we, in the business world, move from the traditional art-business relations such as corporate collections, sponsorship engagement, or just involvement of artists in the marketing campaigns. All these traditional art-business relations are great, but art can give us much more. We need to realize that art should have an equal seat at the table of decision-makers in the business world. In my personal research, slowly, I discovered more and more connections between famous entrepreneurs and business leaders and the arts. I can't stress how excited I was when I heard Marisa Meyer, the woman who oversaw the design of the Google Pages we know it today, said that engineering and art aren't all that different. Art and engineering are that different. 
or listening to Steve Blank, a famous venture capitalist, entrepreneur, and the man that his theory is at the core of the Lean Startup, probably the most popular method for building technology startups today, stated that entrepreneurship is not a job, it is an art. I think uh, founders particularly should understand that even though they might be engineers or MBAs, they're not. Founders are artists. Artists in the true sense of the word. Artists like Michelangelo, Picasso, and Beethoven. Or when I learned that Paul Graham, the co-founder of Y Combinator, probably the number one startup accelerator in the world today, studied painting and even published a book that carries the name Hackers and Painters. There are many more examples of successful business leaders who are connected to art. Some we will discuss in future episodes of this podcast. What I learned from these individuals is that they are well-rounded people, not specialists. They connect disciplines in their private life, often in the companies they build. They often succeed because of, not in spite of, their interest in arts and other disciplines. We need more business professionals who know that imagination is as crucial as execution, that lateral thinking is as essential as logical, that emotions are as relevant as processes, that intuition is as important as intellect. In the 21st century business life, this is not an ideal. It is a necessity. Business leaders who think that tools make innovations are wrong. People make innovation. It is their imagination that supply what our corporate workshops couldn't. Therefore, the question is how we can attract and develop more well-rounded business professionals, especially from the young generations, who are the future of our organizations. I would claim art is a way. But as business leaders, we need to understand better the value of art. We need to integrate it into the company's DNA. And more importantly, let the young generation know that it exists, as the following story suggests. On February 20, I just finished a lecture at the Ibero-America University in Mexico, one of Mexico's leading private universities. I was speaking in front of a group of students in their early 20s. It was my first lecture for the day, and I knew I had one more activity coming up in just two hours, so I was rushing to leave. When I was about to leave, a young student, Felipe his name, came to me to tell me how he felt after our conversation. I'm a student of finance. Uh, since I started studying, I thought about my career options in the beginning. And I always thought that I was doomed to a job in banking or investment banking or corporate finance. And yeah, I'm trying to find new ways or look for alternatives to the limited options that finance or other business-related jobs offer me. And this speech gave me a little bit of a breath of fresh air and a bit of hope that there is still room for art in the world of business and finance. Doomed. Limited. Felipe's expression and words depressed me. Many young that attend our talks and trainings feel the same. They feel the business environment is limited, uninspiring, restricting, damaging. Their future bosses don't value them and their ideas, don't understand why art is essential. They say they value creativity, but avoiding it at all costs. So no wonder people like Felipe feel they are doomed. Think about yourself. How do you feel about the business environment? Would you like to work in one like that? Do you want your kids to work in such an environment? I would assume no. Sadly, 
Felipe is not the only one. Since I founded the Artian and started traveling the world, I got emails, messages, and feedback from people who feel the same, from every age or profession. It is not only the young generation, it is also the adults. People who feel the business environment is dreadful, and they want to make a change. They want their environments to be more creative, inspiring, fulfilling. And you know what? The success of an organization is increasingly based on satisfied, flexible, and resilient employees. Employees like Felipe and others who need to feel engaged, inspired, independent, and fulfilled at work. But Felipe gave me hope as well, because the young generation understands that art can help. If you think that Felipe is a minority, or what I say is just new age rubbish, or some naive thoughts, you might be surprised to learn that research studies actually suggest the same. Young generation associate art in the workplace as something positive that helps to drive the organization forward. 64% of global millennials considering themselves to be creative, and their successors, Gen Z, see art and creativity in a more utilitarian way. For them, it is a must. What do I do? Um, I think I'm trying to bring back the concept of a renaissance man with varying degrees of success. I'm in a writer's room for a Netflix show. An actor. But I do do social media stuff, but like for fun. I work at a hotel in West Hollywood. I am an actress slash model. What surprised me is that among Gen Z group, three in four individuals, almost 80%, have an offline artistic vocation. They draw, illustrate, or play music. Now, possibly more than ever, there appears to be a motivation for the young generation to bring their soft skills to work. Skills such as creativity, communication, and empathy. While traditionally, these soft skills were not taken seriously, in reality, these capabilities are critical to delivering business value. More and more employers see the value of soft skills. The Wall Street Journal found that almost 90% of executives said soft skills were equally important or more important than technical skills. Yet, the same number said they have a difficult time finding employees with those soft skills. What is interesting is that even though many employers value soft skills, they still continue to overemphasize the traditional ones. And they overemphasize it as a safe way to future-proof our workforce. When in reality, even these traditional skills are not immune to automation. Now, do these employers provide opportunities for us to demonstrate and develop these skills? Only 24% of millennials say their organization actually offers opportunities for developing their creativity, for example. In this scenario, our organization would also need to consider not only how to attract top talent, but also rethink how they offer opportunities for us to learn and develop inside the workplace. Business leaders should realize that soft skills define the arts. The arts' diversity, critical thinking, communication, inspiration, inventiveness, and more importantly, imagination and creativity can help an organization in attracting and developing talent. Whether you are an employee or an employer, you already see that the value of a human-centric business is increasing. The human capabilities, such as curiosity, empathy, flexibilities, are not the ones you will learn in business schools. And if you think soft skills are not for you, 
take into consideration that by the end of this decade, almost 63% of jobs will be soft skills intensive. All this data suggests there is no better time than now to bring back art into business. From all my conversations with artists, the projects they run, especially the ones that work with technology, the research studies and science behind the value of art, and most significantly, the responses of people showed me that art does matter. What started as a one small keynote turned into this. Con ustedes, Nir Hindi. Nir, bienvenido. Thank you. Gracias. More and more business leaders and managers understand that in today's economic environment, the answer to new business challenges lies at the convergence and intersections of disciplines. Listeners who are interested only in the data and measurement results of involving art in business might be disappointed because only in the last few years a more scientific approach has been taken. However, every manager knows that an organization is a living organism with many factors that can influence it, external as well as internal. So art cannot be the only indicator we expect to change the whole business. Does art mindset work for the companies I work with or for all my attendees? Honestly, I don't know. Yet, I get a lot of emails and feedback that these talks and training opened their eyes, that it changed their minds, that now they started to act. More importantly, I started to discover how many artistic individuals we have in the business world. It is just that till now, they didn't feel it is valued. I hope you will join me on this journey to discover the artistic mindset. In our future episodes, you will meet a science fiction writer who shares his tips how to escape the present, a programmer who left Microsoft Innovation Lab to create emotional algorithms, an entrepreneur who IPO two companies but left it all to start as a photographer, a 22 years old musician who works with Lego to develop Lego for the visually impaired, and many, many others. In one sentence, you will find it exciting. You will find it different. With each guest, you will learn more about art, about the way the artists think, and what you can do to develop your artistic mindset. We will talk about skills, ways of thinking, or interesting ideas. I hope that these future conversations will help you shape a different point of view of the world and discover new possibilities and opportunities. So I hope I will see you back here for the second episode of the Artian Podcast with me, Nir Hindi.